First Baptist Church of Crawfordville has moved their services online for the time being due to the coronavirus, and you can watch and listen to them live on Facebook each Sunday at 11 a.m. And then you can tune in Wave 94 each Sunday at noon to hear the message that was delivered that morning. And now is that time. Please stay tuned for this timely word just delivered moments ago at First Baptist Church of Crawfordville. Well, hello from the studios of First Baptist Church Crawfordville. Thank you again, Ruby and Lincoln and family. Um, worship from afar. We, we really appreciate all that you do for us and going the extra mile to provide us with a, just a time to sing praises to God and enter into His presence. Um, I want to uh, let you know about the schedule for this coming week. Um, Thursday night, we will be having a Monday Thursday service at 6 p.m. And Friday at 6 p.m., we'll be having Good Friday. Uh, James and John, James Bidrell and John Kilpatrick and I are talking about considering doing a, a live feed uh, from St. Mark's on uh, Easter Sunday morning, sunrise, probably be about 7 o'clock. Anyway, we'll, we'll get the details out to that and make sure that that's going to transpire before we put it out. Uh, also, uh, next Sunday at 11 o'clock, we'll be having the Easter service uh, as we are uh, this service today for Palm Sunday. Um, I want to let you know that we, we have put some stuff on the website on the very front page. There's access, there's a YouTube uh, button and a Facebook button. If you click the YouTube, it's going to take you directly to our YouTube page. If you click the Facebook, it's going to take you to our Facebook page, our public page. This is where we're putting all of our sermons and teachings and what have you. So uh, I'd encourage you to check that out. Very easy. Just go to our website. It's uh, CrawfordvilleFBC.com. And it'll be right there. Facebook, YouTube, all of our stuff right there. Uh, a lot of people have been asking about the Priscilla Shire uh, simulcast because that was April 25th. Well, you know what's going on because of the coronavirus. And they are not doing a live uh, session. Actually. Priscilla and her uh, brother Anthony Evans who's leading the worship will do it at their church there in Dallas and uh, they're going to record it and it will be for release later so we don't know what that later is because we simply don't know uh, but uh, they will have it to us shortly after they uh, they, they film it and they, 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 they tape it and what have you. And so we'll be letting you know when that simulcast will be. All right. Just wanted to give you a heads up on that. Uh, also want to remind you to keep um, focusing on who's your one. Uh, just spend time each day uh, in consideration before God who He would have you speak to, who He'd have you share the good news of Jesus with, and just be in prayer about that. Uh, a lot of things have changed for us lately, but the fact that God sits on His throne and that we are His people and He still has a job for us to do, that hasn't really changed. So we want to continue thinking about who's our one and praying for them and taking advantage of opportunities to share the good news with others. All right. This morning, we're going to be taking a look at a passage from Luke 19. I'll give you just a few seconds to turn there if you want to. It's Luke 19. I'm going to begin reading in verse 28, and uh, we'll go through verse 44. This is kind of uh, just a, the whole um, 
covers the gamut, if you will, of uh, the triumphal entry of Jesus that we celebrate on Palm Sunday. Matter of fact, I thought about getting a palm and put behind me, but it, it didn't happen. You know how it goes. Okay, this is Luke chapter 19, beginning in verse 28. And Luke writes, After he had said these things, he was going on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he approached Bethany, or Bethphage and Bethany, near the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you. There, as you enter, you will find a colt tied on which no one yet has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? You will say, The Lord has need of it. So those who were sent so those who were sent went away and found it just as he told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners said to them, Why are you untying the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of it. They brought it to Jesus, and they threw their coats on the colt and put Jesus on it. And as he was going, they were spreading their coats on the road. As soon as, as he was approaching, near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles which they had seen, shouting, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But Jesus answered, I tell you, if these become silent, the stones will cry out. When he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known in this day, even you, the things which make for peace, but now they have been hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will throw up a barricade against you and surround you and hem you in on every side, and they will level you to the ground and your children within you. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not recognize the time of your visitation. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we're grateful just for the opportunity for to, to meet in your presence. We understand, uh, we talked about this just a couple of weeks ago, that location, uh, that's not the issue anymore, uh, Father. We worship in spirit and truth. And if we have to do it electronically, virtually, that's okay. We are your people, and we are united because of the Holy Spirit that dwells in each one of us. So we come this morning just to look into your word, uh, to have you speak some truth into our hearts hearts. We pray that you'd give us those eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to understand what is going on this morning as Jesus enters the city of Jerusalem you know, at the beginning of the Passion Week. So Father, we depend on you and we ask that you just do in our hearts what we cannot for your honor and for your glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this passage breaks down into four sections. Uh, you have the acquiring of the cult. You have the actual entry into Jerusalem as the people shout, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. You have the Pharisees' response to this event. And then you have Jesus weeping over the city of Jerusalem and pronouncing a judgment. Well, it was all the way back in chapter 9, verse 44, that Jesus told the disciples for the first time that He was going to be delivered into the hands of men. Then in, five, in chapter 9, verse 51, he began his journey to Jerusalem where he would be handed over to men. Ten chapters later now, we have the beginning of the fulfillment of the words of Jesus. Jesus ex knew exactly what was coming, yet for our sake, he had set his face to go to Jerusalem. 
Now later in the Passion Week in John's Gospel, Jesus says this, Now my soul has begun, become troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came out of heaven, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. So the crowd of people who stood by and heard it were saying that it had thundered. Others were saying an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice has not come for my sake, but for your sakes. Now judgment is upon this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up, lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. Now Jesus was entering Jerusalem on what we typically call Palm Sunday for the express purpose of dying on the cross. Now, there are two things that I want us to see in this first section. Number one, Jesus is omniscient. As Jesus and the disciples approach Bethphage and Bethany, Jesus tells two of his disciples to go into the village, and they'd find a colt tied up, but they were to bring him to Jesus. And if anyone asks why they're taking the colt, they simply reply, the Lord has need of it. So they go into the village, and they find the colt, and sure enough, they're asked why they're untying the colt. Well, they respond as Jesus directed, and they bring the colt to Jesus. You see, Jesus knew where the colt was and that the disciples would be questioned about it. This may seem like a small thing, but it demonstrates that Jesus knows the future. He's omniscient, meaning he knows everything. Second thing I want you to see is this, this event fulfilled pro prophecy. Now, Luke doesn't draw attention to this, but Matthew does. In Matthew 21.4, we read, This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. Now, Matthew is quoting Zechariah 9.9. Have you ever thought about the fact that omniscience and scripture fulfillment are actually related? The reason the Old Testament has over 300 prophecies of the Messiah that Jesus fulfilled is because God is omniscient and He knows what's going to happen in the future. In fact, God issues a challenge in Isaiah 44, 7. He says, Who is like me? Let him proclaim and declare it. Yes, let him recount it to me in order from the time that I established the ancient nation. And let them declare to, to them the things that are coming and the events that are going to take place. God knows that no one can tell the future. God fulfills Scripture because He knows the future. He is omniscient. And we see this here in Jesus as well. Now, Travis pointed out something to me this morning. Jesus came into Jerusalem riding a donkey, not a horse. A donkey represents peace. 700 years before, Isaiah said, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and what? Prince of Peace. Well, a horse, on the other hand, that symbolizes war. And what do we see in Revelation 19, verse 11? And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on it is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and wages war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written on him which no one knows except himself. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it he may strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. 
And he treads the wine press, wine press of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Well, this time, at, at, on what we call Palm Sunday, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, he comes in peace and humility, riding on a donkey. Well, next we have Jesus coming into Jerusalem to the praise and the adoration of the crowds. They're throwing their coats and branches on the road, and they're proclaiming, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now, Luke tells us they're doing this because of the miracles that they had seen. In fact, in John 6, after the feeding of the 5,000, they intended to take Jesus by force and make him their king. Now, what I want us to see here is the fickleness of man. The crowds are all for Jesus uh, when the focus is on his miracles. But Jesus is much more than a miracle worker. Jesus said that he came to seek and to save the lost. What the crowds and even the disciples don't understand was that saving the lost included the last 12 hours or so of his life. In those last 12 hours, he would be falsely arrested and accused by the Jewish religious authorities. He would stand trial before Pilate and Herod, where he would be humiliated, spit upon, beaten, and scourged. Uh, where were the crowds then? No longer did they cry out, Hosanna. They were crying out, crucify him, crucify him. Now, not only were the crowds fickle, what about his followers? What about his disciples? Within just a few days, one would betray Jesus, handing him over to the religious authorities for 30 pieces of silver. Another would deny even knowing him. The rest, they would scatter. Man is fickle and easily swayed. And don't think that there isn't some of that in you and me either. Pray that we hold fast, firm to the end. Now, the Pharisees in the crowd, they recognized the praise that Jesus is receiving as being worthy of the Messiah. And they didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah. So they asked Jesus to correct his followers, to rebuke them. Well, Jesus calls on a passage from Habakkuk 2, saying that the stones would cry out if the crowds went silent. As fickle as it was, the crowd's praise, praise was God-ordained, and nothing would stop it. This was the coronation day of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now, despite the uh, coronavirus, I hope that you recognize Jesus as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now, lastly, Jesus weeps over Jerusalem. They do not and cannot see the things that make for peace. God had hidden it from their eyes. They were looking for a king who would deliver Israel from Rome. But Jesus came to deliver their souls from hell, and they didn't comprehend it. And because of that, Jesus predicts the downfall of Jerusalem. The destruction and devastation he predicts comes to pass in A.D. 70 when the Roman general Titus comes with his armies and destroys Jerusalem and levels the temple. Now Jesus said this would all come about because they didn't recognize the day of their visitation. The Messiah, the suffering servant, the Savior was in their midst and they didn't recognize him. Is Jesus calling out to you today? By His Spirit, is Jesus visiting you today, asking you to follow Him? If He is, don't be like Jerusalem and ignore His presence, His calling. You don't want to end up in destruction like Jerusalem. Acknowledge your sin and turn from it. Trust in what Jesus did on the cross on your behalf and become a follower of Jesus. In Romans 10, Paul tells us that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Call out to Him today. If you're a believer, I challenge you to submit everything that you are, everything that you have, to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He deserves 
nothing less. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, once again, we come into your presence just grateful for the opportunity to study your word, to gain knowledge, and knowledge not just for information, but for transformation. We see Jesus coming in and being coronated as the King of kings and Lord of lords. Father, we understand that. The people back then did not. And God, I pray that you would help us even today to celebrate that coronation, to celebrate the fact that we have been saved by the King of kings and the Lord of Lords. And Father, help us to live lives that would reflect that relationship that we have through you or with you through your Son, Jesus Christ. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Um, Hope you have a a great rest of the day. Uh, Just rest in the Lord, the Sabbath. We don't follow the Sabbath as the Jews did, but it is still a day of rest. And so I hope you rest and you spend time with God today. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today for this timely message, which was just delivered this morning online from First Baptist Church of Crawfordville. You can watch their services online live on Facebook each Sunday morning at 11 a.m. You can follow them on Facebook. Just look up First Baptist Church Crawfordville on Facebook. And you can visit their website for more information, CrawfordvilleFBC.com. And thank you for joining us today for this timely word from First Baptist Church of Crawfordville.